This recording is about character. Characters often serve as the primary vehicle for the reader to get from point A in the story to point B. As a reader, it's your job to find something that you like about the character to make the trip more enjoyable. If there's nothing to like about any of the characters in the story, then chances are you're not going to enjoy the story. It is rare to read anything that does not have a character, at least within the scope of our class. Chances are, if there's no character, then it's going to be an essay, a nonfiction piece, either a description piece, a definition piece, an argument, argumentation speech, or anything at all that falls under like the umbrella of rhetoric or under the umbrella of AP3. Um, character is all essential to a narrative piece. Uh, some would even argue that character is the primary element of a fiction piece. So how do we talk about characters? Well, first let's divide and classify them into two broad categories. The most basic categories for character is dynamic and static. Dynamic characters are characters that change throughout the course of a story. Huckleberry Finn changes throughout the course of a story. Um, Macbeth changes throughout the course of a story. Hamlet changes throughout the course of a story. Ralph from Lord of the Flies changes throughout the course of a story. You get the idea. Static characters are characters that do not change throughout the course of a story. Uh, characters such as Vladimir and Estragon for, from Waiting for Godot. Uh, Napoleon and Snowball from Animal Farm. Um, Piggy from Lord of the Flies. These characters are considered flat characters. They don't really change significantly. Now, what do I mean by change? Well, change for a dynamic character has to deal with a moral, spiritual, ethical, or intellectual change. Something significant. Something that deals with personality. And it's not a simple change such as in, I'm wearing these clothes on Monday and these clothes on Tuesday, or yesterday I had my pinky cut off, or yesterday I died. These aren't necessarily huge personality changes. These are physical changes, and they don't really fall under the scope of a dynamic definition. A static character cannot change significantly in terms of personality. So when we're talking about dynamic and static, we're talking about personality. We're talking about the mental stuff, the personality traits. These are the things that we're discussing. So how do we talk about dynamic and static characters in an essay, or, you know, intelligently in conversation? Well, what you have to look at is, for dynamic characters, you have to look at what causes the change. Did the character change because of something they realized? Were they forced to change by an external force? Was it an active change in terms of, like, did they choose the change themselves? Or did they change against their will? How this person changes, or how this character changes, will determine what the story ultimately means. Usually. Also, for static characters, if a character remains the same after a series of events, then you have to ask yourself, well, why didn't this character change at all? Why shouldn't this character change? What, what is the author trying to tell me by this person remaining the same, regardless of what this author is throwing at this particular character? And these are the things you have to look at when you're trying to discuss intelligently about a story, when you're trying to discuss a story intelligently. Another, two, another way of categorizing characters is round and flat. A flat character is relatively simple. Flat characters, you know, you can describe or sum up with one or two traits. Um, these are often your stock characters, such as, you know, the fool, or 
the tragic hero, unless, of course, it's Shakespeare, then they're far more complex than that. Or, let's say, you know, half the characters on sitcom television are flat characters, though that is quickly changing as, you know, the broadcast networks are realizing that, you know, depth is actually a heck of a lot more interesting than shallowness. But I digress. A round character is a character that is far more complex. There is depth to their character. They're not round in a physical sense, though they can be, but they are round in the sense that their personality is, you know, real. There's something about this character that is written on the page that seems more than the sum of their parts. There is a depth and complexity in their actions. There is a depth and complexity to their motivations. I guess a good analogy for round and flat characters would be just think about how you stereotype, you know, everyone that you see in school. To people who you superficially know, they would seem like flat characters to you. Whereas to those people, your closest friends that you know relatively well and your family members, you see the depth and complexity in them, so to them they would be the round characters of your life if your life was some huge grand narrative, which in some ways it is. So how do we talk about round and flat characters? Is it just enough to say, hey, that character is round, this character is flat? Well, maybe at the lower levels that's fine. But at the higher levels, or at least at the level that I'm expecting you to operate at, if you're going to discuss a round character, you have to be able to describe the depth and complexity of a specific character. In, at least in terms of why is this author, why is the author making this character so complex, and why is this character so, you know, fully fleshed out in contrast to the other characters of the story. You also have to ask yourself, and you also have to discuss, well, if the author has chosen to make this character flat, how is this character still serving the purposes? How is this character still likable? How is this character still, you know, I don't know, important. I mean, a character, just because is, just because a character is round or flat, doesn't necessarily make the character better. Some of the most memorable characters in our mythologies, or our modern mythologies, have been flat characters. Think Indiana Jones. Think James Bond. Think Wolverine. These are relatively flat characters, though, again, as of late, these flat characters have suddenly been, they're suddenly being metamorphosized into round characters because, you know, people are expecting more depth with their characters now. Um, a th an important thing to note is a character can be dynamic and round, or a character can be dynamic and flat. Dynamic, deals, dynamic and static deal with change, round and flat deal with depth. So something can change and still be shallow, or something can change and still be deep. Something cannot change and still be deep, and something cannot change and still be shallow. So it's important to know, just because something is dynamic doesn't mean they can't be round or flat either. Just because someone is static doesn't mean they can't be round or flat either. Keep that in mind. Several ways to start analyzing a character is first look at the character and their motivations for whatever it is. A character wants something, or a character wants to avoid something. Either they want something or they want to avoid something. And to really start understand and to really start understanding a character, you have to see what those things are. What do they want to avoid and what do they want? If they don't want anything or if they're trying to avoid something, then there's nothing happening. So first identify those things. Then ask yourself, do they get those things? Do they not get those things? Do they avoid those things? Do they not avoid those things? Once you figure out how and why they get or avoid whatever it is they want or don't want, then you'll start then you'll be in a better position to understand the story and the character. After that, ask after you've looked at the internal motivations of the character, look at how the character interacts with other people. 
How do they interact with their friends? How do they interact with the opposite sex? How do they interact with their family? How do they interact with their enemies? After you look at those interactions and try to understand those interactions, look at how that character interacts with their environment. How do they interact with nature? How do they interact with the bureaucracy? How do they interact in the system that they exist in or are taking, a part, or taking part of or fighting against? And then after that, you can look at how the character interacts with abstract ideas such as love, death, hate, admiration, loyalty, etc., etc., etc.